1: This is the Rose and Shine podcast, featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine
2: Roos and Victoria roos Olsen.
1: Good morning, this is Victoria sending from Atlanta. Good morning, this is Josephine from Bogota.
2: So today we have a special episode. We were mm-hmm. asked to share our thinking on the future of leadership with participants on their way to the conference, Destination Unknown.
1: Who would not want to go there? I know. <laughs> so for all of you and also all our other new listeners, here is just a quick introduction of both of us and our different roles in life. Yes. Josephine, why don't you start? <laughs> okay. Well, um,
2: my title is a peace-building expert. I have lived in uh, many countries around the world, including Myanmar, South Sudan, Guinea, and currently in Colombia. Mm-hmm. I'm a mediator from New York Peace Institute. I'm a podcaster, I'm a mother of two little boys, wife, sister, daughter, yoga instructor, superfood enthusiast, and, uh, well, a bit of a world explorer, I guess. <laughs> yes.
1: And my sister. Yeah, you even said that. That's wonderful. hmm so I'm a leadership consultant. I'm a facilitator, keynote speaker. I'm an author to the Wall Street Journal bestselling book. I love to say that. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. deserves a great manager. I'm a mom to two teenage girls. I'm a wife, sister, friend, yoga instructor, running coach, world traveler, and of course, a podcast host for our passion project, Bruce and Shine, that you're all listening to right now. Yes, and of course we're sisters, and we are from Sweden. Yes, and right now you live in Bogota, working for the UN, and I live in Atlanta, working for Franklin Covey. And our listeners have reflected that we have quite similar uh, voices. So good luck <laughs> to all of you.
2: We hope you have you know a complete now countdown on who said what. So when we were thinking about this team, something popped up, Vicky. That something that you have been up to lately. Tell us.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I was sitting last week at Dallas International Airport waiting for my flight back home to Atlanta after having delivered a workshop. So my laptop was open and then all of a sudden another traveler just sort of leaned over and said, hey, that's a lovely picture. Meaning the picture that is the screensaver on my laptop, which is of me and my family. So I was sort of absorbed in work, and her comment just made me stop in my tracks and really look at the picture and remembering the moment. So it it's a beautiful picture. It's from this summer in my hometown, our hometown, Stockholm. And I just remember that evening, we just got in the final confirmation that we were moving to the U.S. and had dinner with our brother Patrick at one of our favorite restaurants. So my brother took the photo just outside the restaurants with the beauty of Stockholm as a backdrop. And there I am now at Dallas International Airport looking at the photo and just thinking of how much has happened since we took that photo, Hmm. even though it was only last summer. So for one, I am now the shortest in the family, (laughs) (laughs) but so many more things. And then thinking about that moment, it was a Lovely, beautiful evening. But thinking back, my mind was already in America, in the future. Mm. So was I truly present, Hmm. enjoying this moment and the beauty, the taste, the atmosphere? Of course, to a certain degree, fully, no, not entirely. Mm -hmm. So I really asked myself sitting there at the airport, like if someone were to take a photo of me right now, working away on my laptop. What would I see if I look back in a few years on that photo? Mm-hmm. And am I seeing that right now? Mm. And do I really take the time to enjoy the photo while I'm in it? Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And really, we believe, after having sort of reflected and spoken about this, that the key for future success for future leadership is really to have the ability to be present in the now. Exactly. So this is
2: really what we wanted to focus
1: uh, today's topic
2: on. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, this will be the second episode of your book, right? Everyone deserves a great manager in the future.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: But jokes aside, let us define a little bit the challenges first. So what are all of the challenges that we're seeing already coming up now that Mm -hmm. is limiting us from being present in the now yeah, and that we think that will continue to be challenges in the future and in the future of leadership. Mm -hmm. So first of all, our roles. Yes, In the future and in the now, as you heard in our presentations, we all have a lot of different roles. So a lot of different roles that we give priority to that are really important. And when we've been reflecting, I mean, we're spread quite thin. between these different roles and we have incredibly high expectations to perform in every area of our life Mm. and a little bit of an extra nudge maybe to some of the women listening to this there's an idea that while women have more and more taken on roles and expectations to grow in their careers that does not mean that expectations have in any way decreased in terms of what they're supposed to perform in in families
1: for example for sure so this is a big challenge So for example, a leader in an organization will have quite a few different roles, like being an expert, doing actually the actual job, but also being a strategy setter, being a people leader. So all those jobs or these different roles in the job itself. But then apart from that, being a wife, a mom, a friend, a family member, a volunteer, a homekeeper, just what you said, and then finally taking care of yourself. Exactly. So it's quite hectic. Re- <laughs> it's incredibly
2: hectic. We are spread thin. And, and you were mentioning even the, you know, housewife uh, situation has changed from your analysis.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I've never been a housewife myself, but I from observing from the sideline. So I remember in Dubai looking at all the housewives there. And yeah, I'm sure that they possibly might not agree with me. But what I saw then was more like, they were all walking around in their yoga clothes and meeting up for morning coffee. They were called Jamera Janes, right? That was a nickname for them, driving around in their big cars and, you know, had their house made up by uh, people were like helping them. It was beautiful. But now that I've met all these Housewives here in Atlanta. Isn't that great? There is the Housewives of Atlanta, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I should probably watch that one. But you're meeting other housewives, I think. Yeah, but
1: you know, so their that does not seem as relaxed. So there's like, here it is, like, they should all be volunteering. They should all be champions of their tennis club. They have their children in super ambitious programs. They're keeping a perfect home. They're driving their children everywhere. I don't think they seem to have any time for having coffee or hardly yoga as well. You know, like, it's so hectic that Mm -hmm. even those roles that are supposed to have a little bit less craziness to find the balance in the family also seem to have gone kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. So two on the list, the new working environment. Mm -hmm. So we have in the future and in the now, we're more and more dispersed teams. We're more and more working from home or remotely. Yeah. Which, of course, creates the challenge that there's more distracted team members. It's okay to be on the phone. I mean, of course, this depends on the culture. But where I work, we are on the phone all the time because we're communicated with WhatsApp, with our colleagues, and so on. So it's not really this kind of you put your phone away. You're always there with your phone. and mm-hmm. um, Attending several meetings at the same time. It's a very busy
1: and distractive yeah. working environment. Yeah. In general... People do feel that they're spending less time on what's important. Mm. And it's interesting, in Franklin Covey, we're sharing this statistic where we've asked leaders in the past to say, how much time do they spend of their working time on what's truly important? Oh. And what do you think? What, what do you think? What's percentage wise? What's your guess? I mean, you said it's gone down. I mean, could it be, could it be 50%? Is that too- Well, the statistics says sixty percent, oh, but it's interesting that's because <laughs> yeah, that means two working days that you're not spending on what's important, really.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But the fact is, now that I ask leaders this same question, they're like looking at their own calendar and they go like twenty percent. You know, it's it's definitely true. I think that's what's happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number three in our list is
2: technology. So, of course, we all love technology and we all are realizing that there are a number of challenges related to technology.
1: Yeah. And we've spoken about this previously and, and shared about that, but definitely big challenge. I mean, it's a big advantage too, but it's definitely making it difficult to stay in the present. So we're constantly distracted. Um, we're constantly able
2: to compare ourselves. <laughs> and With comparison comes all types of different Horrible emotions for for many people, and there's I, I can also feel like on creativity. Sometimes it can really help, but there's also this feeling that everything is already innovated, yeah. Um, because you see everything everywhere, so it's it can be hard to produce and, and create when when you feel like everything has already been done. Yeah. Number four on our
1: list is speed of change. Yeah, and this is just increasingly increasing the speed right <laughs> uh, and they say that 40% of the jobs as we know them today they will cease to exist in the next 15 years mm. so it's really interesting to know that it's going faster than ever and what was ready for today is not really necessarily the same thing as being ready for tomorrow
2: So that brings us to part two. How do we tackle those challenges in the future with our future leadership? Yeah,
1: exactly. And of course, you know, we're looking now from the leadership perspective, not as in how you set your strategy, but what can you do as a leader for yourself and for your team to really be prepared and to be present so that you can make all these correct strategic decisions and everything that's going on?
2: And basically help your team to be in the now. Help yourself and your team to be in the now.
1: Yes. And the first part that we really do think, and what I've seen from working with leaders, is really to take the time to define your roles. Mm. And this is really something we we work very intensively with that, Franklin Covey, helping uh, leaders and team members alike to do this. And we've spoken about it at some of our previous episodes as well. And the idea here is you can have all these exciting roles, but not at the same time. Mm-hmm. So really cut out and, and pick no more than seven roles. Okay. Uh, where one should be about you only, taking care of you. So that leaves six roles. And then look at your work position and say, all right, so what are my most important roles? Right? Mm-hmm. So for me, right now, I, I pick picked facilitator an author. So those are my two most important work roles. And then I look at my role as a facilitator and I think, what kind of facilitator do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I really want to be a world-class facilitator because it's, it's a lot of time that I spend here and that's the biggest contribution that I can do. Mm-hmm. And we have a definition of what does that take? And then for each role that I look into, I'm like, so what is it that I can do this week to something little to help that definition come true. Exactly. And
2: your roles, as far as I can understand, can shift. The priority can shift actually on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, you have your key roles, but you can highlight that this this week I will really nail the facilitator role, but not necessarily the family role, for example.
1: Yeah. But here's the interesting part, because if you keep making that prioritization that, okay, I'm going to go for the facilitator role, and keep neglecting some of your other important roles, then you get into them balance. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, so even if I've had like an extremely hectic week and it's going lots of things and I really focus on the facilitator role, I'm one of my other most important roles is mother, where I really want to, you know, make sure that I, Create, be a world and class, engagement. top
2: class mother, <laughs> yeah.
1: world class mother. <laughs> a standard Doing for the that. best that I can. No, but for me, what I've said there is that I want to be an engaging mother that creates engagement uh-huh. and that also I'm engaged in there. But then it can be like, okay, so it's a super busy thing. Week. What's the one thing? Well, it's maybe taking one of my daughters who also loves this to the bookstore mm-hmm. and just make sure that we have like a one hour lovely time at the bookstore, picking a book each, talking about it, going away somewhere and reading it. And and that's because it can be so busy if you don't think about what does that mean. But it can also be like, we're just going to sit in the sofa and have this lovely conversation and chit chat when I get home. But it's so the idea is really when you look into these roles, that even if it's just something little that every week try to do something little within each role if they really matter so much that they are on your top seven list. And as a leader? That's the same thing. So I think this is a beautiful coaching tool. So, I mean, one role would be for all the leaders is to say, what do I do within my leader role, right, this Mm -hmm. week? How am I helping my, my people? What's the key contribution? Maybe that is to have that important feedback conversation with someone on your team that you procrastinated. But it can also be, and I think this is a key competence of the future, mm-hmm. is to help others in this. Because everyone is struggling and as a leader, you need to help your team members to find their balance. Yeah, It used to be something very personal, but now I think, no, that's going to be as important as helping them succeed in certain tasks. You need to be able to help your team and coach them on how to Manage their time and energy really.
2: Yes, perfect. Moving into the the new working environment mm-hmm. as well as as technology, because we are seeing that the kind of the distraction that they yeah. are providing with, or the they lose sometimes uh, make us lose the ability to focus.
1: Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm.
2: the key here is really to find focus and stay present
1: mm-hmm.
2: and take care of ourselves and our teams while we are being spread thin, yeah. because we will we will still be in many different roles. Mm-hmm. So, one of the many important things that more and more organizations and teams are, are looking into, even though I think a lot of organizations can still improve, is to take this important time for to increase team mindfulness. Yeah. So one way of increasing, or a number of ways of increasing team mindfulness, is to encourage present focus and tension, non-judgmental processing, and respectful communication. Mm-hmm. As well as openness to collecting and understanding information before processing it. Yeah. And the reason that it's really key to help produce these emotional or reflexive responses and really leaving the room for teams with diverse knowledge and different functional backgrounds to reach a greater potential. Yeah. So really looking at our, our teams here and how to do that. And of course, mindfulness is on everyone's lips, mm-hmm. I would say today. And everyone's mind, <laughs> <laughs> and how to how to practice it. And I mean, I well, I was reading a couple of years ago the Tools of Titans, which is yeah. a, a book by Tim Ferriss, where he and we've talked about it before. But he's summarizing the aspects that these really successful people do, and they all have really different practices. The only common den- den- denominator between them were that they all had some kind of mindfulness practice. Yeah. So it is very very important to do that. Mm-hmm. So how can we do that? I mean, there's a number of different ways. Of course, we can all start to meditate and download our meditation apps and, and encourage people to do that.
1: We have a um, special episode on that if you're interested to listen more to that. Mm-hmm. Then we can also do
2: mini meditations. Yeah. I talked about how my favorite author, Eckhart Tolle, was talking about, you know, an, any time that the you're waiting for the elevator or any time yeah. when you would impulsively pick up your phone, just... Instead, take a couple of breaths to center yourself.
1: Yeah. So, Josephine, you have a specific process that you follow that I really like. Can't you just share that with our listeners?
2: Yeah. So, that's the the stop technique. Mm -hmm. So, this you can apply at any time when you have a short second over or in a crisis situation when you don't have a second over. It's really important. Uh So, stop. So, stop what you're doing. Just take a momentarily pause. Uh And then you go through T. So you take a breath, you reconnect with your breath. And of course, the breath is the anchor to the present moment. Mm. O, you observe, you notice what is happening, what is happening inside you and outside of you, where is your mind gone? How do you feel? What are you doing? So you're reflecting, you're observing yourself. And then P, proceed. So continue what you are doing or don't. Mm. Use the information that you have gain through this little checkout in order to change the course of what you're doing.
1: I love that. Right? So it's like S-T-O-P. Stop, take a breath, observe, proceed. Ah, <laughs> now I get it. That's beautiful. It's
2: pretty good. It's really, really useful. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with um, with leaders uh, when you're meeting in, in workshops and so on? Do you use any of these type of techniques?
1: Well, I've started to do so increasingly, actually bringing in... A few of the breathing techniques, actually from the yoga that we're using. And it's quite interesting because I really do feel that the participant tells me so themselves, that they really appreciate that. Because I think in the hectic environment, just what you're saying, to take that moment to just stop, maybe before you go into that important meeting, or I mean, I'm sharing in the book, for example, how I'm super stressed in this one stage uh, of life and doing conducting my one-on-ones, but still you know, feeling pretty good that I'm continuously doing my one-on-one meetings with my team members. And then I asked them at one point, or which I do regularly, sort of every quarter checking in, how's it going, how are we enjoying it? And then I asked them, so what's one thing you think I should stop, start, or continue to make our one-on-ones even better? Mm-hmm. And a few of them came back and were like, Oh yeah, Victoria, you know, it's great that we have them, but it would be wonderful if you could just be a little bit more present, you know? So, and uh, (laughs) I was doing them, but really like people would be knocking on the door, hey, your client just arrived, or there would be like a call from school. Mm -hmm. It was like maniacs. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's obviously not so great. So I really decided for myself to just give me a little pause before going into each. I would have like Monday crazy one-on-one marathon, you know, from morning till afternoon, just making sure I had a pause between each one to be focused, regain attention, and then spread them out a little bit throughout the week as well. And the same thing then going into a meeting like that, maybe you stop and do a little bit of a breathing. Mm. So you do that individually?
2: Or have you been working with teams that also do it as a team that do you begin with a breathing exercise?
1: Well, I think that's such a beautiful point that you can also start then doing that. I haven't done it. I mean, I haven't actively encouraged my participants, but I definitely should to do so. But I do know there are a few leaders who've brought in mindfulness techniques and meditation. And I I do think it's going to become more and more common. Again, just what we said previously it's going to be a core competence of a leader to help your team be focused, yeah, as well. So I, I mentioned in a previous podcast, but um, that we uh,
2: we we received a training here at the UN in Colombia mm-hmm. from the UN Foundation that have received a lot of money from Lululemon, yes. <laughs> of, uh, the yoga apparel, uh, sports apparel and what they they were doing training with us and how to do mindfulness and how to practice that in our work and they were really suggesting that you would start each meeting with five breaths um together yeah while you put away your phone and so on and i think that's a great idea it's hard with culture, because culture of work, yeah. whether that is something that you do or not. But I also think that for the future, our the cultures of, of our work is going to demand more and more of that, and that we're open to that kind of practice. For sure.
0: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST.
1: So, Jusvin, do you have any more specific tips and tricks on what we can do to stay present as a leader and as anyone, really?
2: Well, one thing that I would, would like to encourage people to play around with a little bit is to compete with the phone in a sense. Like the phone gives us a lot Ah. of short rewards. Yeah. They give us these mini rewards. So I think the new leader and also when you're self-leading yourself when you're working from home is that you need to identify new micro rewards. Yeah. So use the same technique that the uh, technology is using to get you distracted and apply that to your own work in order to
1: excel. So how would that look like?
2: Well, it it could be uh, anything from uh, allowing yourself like an immediate, what what did we read? Like immediate uh, dark chocolate after you do something good. I mean, you don't want of course, give you things that are bad for your health, but a little bit of dark chocolate after you have completed, say, writing one page or Uh after you've actually done your meditation practice yeah, or even after you have exercised if you don't feel like you get enough of a reward from the exercise itself so you start to insert small stimuli so i don't know maybe as a boss you could you know give everyone a little piece of chocolate as well um but not the sugary bad one you know the the actual um, yeah. reward um the other one would be to make your help your teams to focus more on the process rather than the goal uh-huh. so actually on how they are doing things because this allows you to move away from the big picture and from thinking too much about the future or the past comparing yourself but actually looking into the techniques and the aspects of doing something that can really enable you to move into the now, the present. And then, of course, getting back into your body and out of your head. So that could be using the stop technique um, that we talked about, but you would then think a little bit more around, okay, how am I feeling in my body right now?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's great. And Another thing that I wanted to point out on the new working environment with so many working remotely, I think you need to pay a little bit extra care to get everyone to kind of gather around. So when you do have your meetings, make sure that everyone is on camera, mm-hmm. for example, because that will help everyone to stay focused. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a great way of, of doing that. And you need to sort of, even put a little bit extra effort and care in making sure that everyone feels part of it, that they feel connected. So in your email communication and during the meetings, because that's also going to make everyone feeling more focused and motivated for the task at hand. Absolutely. Super important. Mm -hmm. And what we do, I mean, and I think that's also a great thing. So you and I, Try to fit in when whatever kind of, you know, different kinds of meetings require a different kind of focus. So when we're doing, let's say, a brainstorming meeting, we try to fit that in. If I'm working from home and you're walking to work, mm-hmm. we call and I. that's the same time then and I go out and walk my dog for a power walk. So, you know... Pick the moments you don't, not every meeting needs to be sitting down at a desk. Absolutely, And that's also something that I share a lot with my participants and the research on how movement, movement really, really matters and makes a difference. And that's also helping us to gain focus. So if you sit, every time you sit for four hours without moving properly, you shorten your life with 11 minutes. Mm. Yeah. So how do you make sure that you maybe stand up working or getting that movement into your everyday? Because ultimately, apart from, you know, having a longer life span, it will also help you to be focused. And I think that's super important. So for everyone uh, on the
2: way to Destination Unknown, we hope that you'll do some burpees right now. Yeah. You're not there to... <laughs>
1: Actually, to I at least always, some squats. Yes, I let my audiences do squats. When so we've been sitting for quite some time, I asked them to do squats. And it's interesting because for day two, a lot of people like, can we do squats today again? You know, they kind of love it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's uh, the one. But the final one that we're talking then about is about how to manage and lead change. Mm -hmm. So we've spoken about how to manage change in a previous episode. If you really want to go in a little bit deeper into that, we'd recommend you to listen into that. But in short, what we want to say here is, don't underestimate the emotional aspect of change. Mm. Because most of us, we love change when we are the ones initiating it. Mm -hmm. But when it happens to us, not so. So what you really wanna do, and I think the new trend and what we're also discussing in, in the book, Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, is that you don't wanna protect the people around you from this change, which was more of the traditional approach. You want to embrace it and you want to champion change with your team and you want them to be part of that. And I think that's really the key here. Mm. Okay, so how do you make them a part of the change? Do you have any one concrete um, tips for, for the listeners? Well, I usually share the example that now that we moved to the U.S. with my two daughters, on the way over here, I sat down and I draw the culture shock curve. Mm -hmm. And we went through them and, we, you know, the different aspects and we discussed, okay, so this is the honeymoon phase and then we're going to have a big dip and then we're going to work ourselves up until we find the new normal that we're going to love, right? Mm -hmm. So... What I do and why I share this with leaders is I discuss, wasn't it good enough that I, as their mother, knew about this curve, you know, how it worked? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that would have helped me to be proactive and look for things. And and they're like, yeah, that's good, but it's not good enough. It, of course, becomes better if we all get the same vision and we can be ready and and be part of it and look at these uh, different aspects and be emotionally ready and i think this is the key to leadership here is let your people in on it discuss mm. it draw this map see this is the vision this is where we're going and let your people be involved don't just see it as this is a tool for me in my leadership
2: yeah wonderful yeah and then having said all of these um, both the challenges and the distractions and and some of the techniques We will still be spread thin. It will still be very challenging. And there are, I mean, a word word that has become very popular right now is Mm self-care, but I think that it's incredibly important that people take the time to take care of themselves and and of their teams. And there are so many different and everyone everyone I think would need to spend some time knowing what is self care for them. Yes. and that's the responsibility and of each and every person. But there are a couple of you know short techniques which could potentially be, for example, limiting what you let in early in the day. You talked a lot about how you plan. You know, in the morning you have this this chunk and you have already looked at it the day before mm-hmm. so you know what you're going to do and um, the typical kind of trap is to start reading the news or getting into the email and, and you've lost half of your day mm-hmm. um other self-care that you have talked about as you do as well is you're booking in your own days you know your ego days to, yeah. to where you block out the calendar to take care of, of yourself and then I think it's an interesting thought as well in terms of the, I mean, balance. We're all struggling to yeah. identify balance. And I had a conversation when we were talking about where, what is the right amount of balance? Do you need to have balance on a yearly basis, like you work six months, you have six yeah. months off? No. Yeah. Do you need to have a monthly balance and a weekly balance? Yeah. I think the ideal would be if we could have a daily balance but that's probably very hard to strive for Uh, but at least maybe a weekly balance Mm. um, and try to make your days as balanced as possible but just to have that in your mind because otherwise you're gonna run run empty
1: yeah for sure and you know you might think that's never gonna work to fit seven i need more than seven roles well maybe Not at the same time. Mm. You know, there's also seasons. Maybe you'll pick up on certain roles, certain seasons more or less. But make sure that you have the role for self-care in there. Because at the end of the day, it's not just to be nice to yourself, which is great. But I find it doesn't work as a strong motivator enough. But if you want to do good in all these other roles, actually, it's the only strategy that will make that happen. It's making sure that you do take care of yourself so that you can go out and excel in these other roles as well.
2: Beautiful. So closing today's episode, we really want to highlight that the key to the future success is to be present
1: today, present in the now. Mm -hmm. So really, what are you going to do to make sure that if someone took a photo of you right now, in in your, you know, just a snapshot from your day-to-day What are you going to see? What are you enjoying? Are you there? Are you truly in the photo? Beautiful. So to find focus and to manage your energy might very well be one of the most important competencies of the future. Wonderful.
2: Well, thank you all for listening to our podcast. Thank you very much. And if you enjoyed, um, please help us to spread the world and please give us a rating um, and uh, share with a friend or colleague that you think will enjoy this episode as well. We would
1: love that. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great, continuous day. Enjoy the beautiful picture of today. Ciao. Bye. Bye.
3: Luxury quality within reach, go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.